0: From the open source, it's Healthy You, a podcast about your well-being. And now, here's your host, Sharon Stevens.
1: Black males are said to endure a high level of daily crisis. Many don't know where to find help, and others face barriers to support. Here with me today is an expert on the subject. Dr. Sean Joe is a social development professor at Washington University. He's a scholar on suicidal behaviors of black Americans, and he studies the multiple forms of self-destructive behavior. Joe is also the founder of Homegrown St. Louis. Dr. Joe, welcome to Healthy You. Thank you very much for having me. Can you give me a little bit more information about your background? You're, you're the director of the Race and Opportunity Lab, yes. is that correct, at Washington University? And within that department is Homegrown. But let's talk about the lab first. What is it and what does it do?
2: Well, the purpose of the lab I created to bring together students, faculty, and colleagues who are interested in uh, social mobility, particularly among black populations and to really use it as a springboard to house those who want to focus on black males and that's where the homegrown initiative comes in and the focus of homegrown is really simple how do you work with community to help change the outcomes to the entire population of black boys and young men age 12 to 29 in particular increase their social mobility over a 20-year period.
1: How do you do
2: that? Well, you do that together. That's the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you do that with really good data to help us understand not only what might move them individually, but how you change the context and the systems that they have to live in. Mm -hmm. So that's an important part of it. So Homegrown is really community coming together, intentionally saying we want to change these outcomes. Because right now, the outcomes that we have for black males is is based on how we are organized as a community. So we get what we actually are putting in, not necessarily what we desire. So if we want to see change, you have to change your structure. You got to change the developmental context that they're in, the schools.
1: Is that an old model? Is that what it is?
2: No, it's not an old model. The idea is that that's an American model, because black male economic mobility was only highly valued when we were not benefited from it. Once we got a chance to benefit from it, again, it was increasingly marginalized. So, and we have some successes. Again, I, you know, I could count myself as one of, one of those. Uh, this is not the same as 1940 and 50, but at the same time, if on average, black males in St. Louis, city and counties making, who's working between the ages of 18 and 29 are making $15,000 a year, or somewhere around there, that's half of what they used to make in 1980. And and half of what they have, not even half, but a quarter of what they have to make in order to sustain themselves and family, which is about $60,000 a year. So, But Homegrown is exciting because it puts St. Louis in a position to say we're going to organize ourselves for the outcome that we want, not the ones that we don't want. And what does it take to do that? So that's what the lab is, is about, and we've been doing that for about nine years.
1: Okay. And would you consider it a success,
2: I've been amazed and blessed to see is that St. Louis leadership and organizations and municipal leaders have been getting together and saying, what is it we have to change? And they've been doing that without major investments for over eight years. So for me, that's a success that they intentionally want to focus on black boys and young men. They want to see something different. And now we have to invest in in our solutions and our strategies to actually produce the results that we want in terms of the actual change in the lives and experiences of black boys and young men and make sure that they're making a livable wage, which in this case is about $60,000. So for me, yes, because as a new St. Louisan and to be engaged um, in the way that this sort of idea um, has been uh, t- uh, taken root, I take that as a success, but it's not the outcome that we want. The outcome is actual change that you can see in what black boys, their health, black men, their health and their economic mobility. That's true success.
1: Let's talk about uh, black male trauma. Can you help our listeners understand what it is and why it exists?
2: Well, trauma is the idea that you have hurt people. They are actually hurt emotionally or physically or, or a combination of both. And when you look at the black male experience, there's a lot of reasons you would understand they have some level of trauma, like poverty is trauma, uh, being exposed to gun violence or being injured is trauma, child abuse is trauma, um, the ability or the, the idea that you perceive that you live in a, in, a, in a context that you can't even dream, that even if the dream is dangerous, mm-hmm. that you rather not have that emotional hurt. So the idea of trauma is that this is beyond just a passing experience, but it has penetrating emotional and physical uh, impact that impacts your functionality, your ability to, to think, to move, you know, to do basic and daily things that we, we many of us take for granted.
1: This is Healthy You by The Open Source. I'm your host, Sharon Stevens. Back in a minute.
0: There's a veterinary hospital in St. Louis's Central West End that really cares about your pets. The Central West End Veterinary Hospital at Lindell and Sarah has been taking care of St. Louis pets for years. In addition to first-class wellness services, CWE Vet offers a variety of specialized surgical services to ensure the best care for your pets. There's CWE Vet Dental Care to help maintain your pet's healthy smile. If your pet has an unusual growth or mass, timely removal and biopsy can be an important step for your pet's health. CWE Vet is committed to their well-being. They'll benefit from expert spay and neuter services, contributing to their health and longevity. Orthopedic Solutions On Site is for pets facing orthopedic challenges. CWE Vet is there to support your pet's mobility and comfort. Schedule a consultation today to explore how they tailor services to meet your pet's unique needs. Contact Central West End Veterinary Hospital, Lyndall and Sarah. Visit CWEVet.com. That's CWEVet.com.
3: Imagine a St. Louis where every individual has access to the same elite resources and services as its most wealthy citizens. A region where we cut through inequality, giving black boys and young men the ability to consistently reach their highest potential and thrive. To make St. Louis the best city it can be, we have to change the ecosystem and improve access to resources that are critical to helping black boys and young men heal from trauma, prepare for work, and reach their highest potential in life. According to a recent study, there is nearly a 2-to-1 gap in wages between black and white men in St. Louis, meaning that if the average annual income for white men is $30,000, the average annual income for a black man is $15,000. The way a community is organized directly impacts the experiences of its residents. Homegrown STL is an effort to organize our community and improve the social and economic mobility of black male youth. We believe that all black male youth in the city of St. Louis, regardless of what school they attend or where they live, are entitled to the same elite resources that students in more privileged areas have access to. Improving the economic and social mobility of 60,000 black boys and young men is not a small task. However, with a network of strategic partners, the relentless outreach, engagement and follow-up from our homegrown life coaches and you as a champion for change, we can realize the vision of a thriving St. Louis region that is the best version of itself. If you want to learn more about homegrown STL and be a part of what we're doing to see a 100% increase in the upward mobility of black boys and young men by 2040, email or call and ask how you can be a champion for change. This is Healthy You by The
1: Open Source. I'm your host, Sharon Stevens. The National Institutes of Health, CDC, PEW, and others, all credible research sources, say that black males endure unbelievable amounts of stress. But help is limited. So why is the support so limited? And in addition to what you're doing, what else can be done to solve this
2: well, I want to put it in context is that many individuals, you know, we have uh, the different sort of uh, support that black males need to be healthy as they go from, at least in my work, from adolescence to young adulthood. Mm-hmm. So one is you have to have the right treatment. So we never have the science before that we needed, because if you don't think about a people, you don't plan for a people. So most of the things that's developed in terms of behavioral health and mental health was developed primarily based on uh, middle class to upper-income to upper income white females because those are the individuals, the services that are designed for. So now when you train more scholars, when you train more clinicians to be of color and from those populations, you start to say, well, what works? So now we'll be, so that's one of the reasons we have limited impact. The other one is that you have high levels of stigma because uh, black Americans didn't trust the healthcare system for good reasons. One, it wasn't designed for them. Two, it didn't treat them well. And even today, we know of very credible instances that people perceive that black experience pain differently. They perceive that they have different needs when, again, if they're depressed, they're depressed, but they might express it differently. If they're anxious, they're anxious. So the point is, is that we're in this situation because, one, the system was never prepared to take care of us and support us. It didn't have the science to inform that ability to take care and prepare us. And then we have good stigma, I and mean, we have stigma around the ability to trust that those systems will actually help to cure us and heal us. Um, so those are some of the reasons why we have lower levels of mental health service use and mistrust among um, the, the behavioral health care system.
1: A lot of people, not everybody, have, they have family and friends. and. Can they be doing more? What are they doing?
2: No, this is where I think, again, because we're talking about how people feel, how people are are, are are loved. And this is important. This is where we all have some ability to help our loved ones, those we care about, feel loved. Because even though someone might be challenged emotionally because of trauma or triggered because they, they are fearful that what has happened in the past will happen to get that level of hurt. They have the opportunity to, to reach out to families. Families can really, one, destigmatize, saying it's okay to seek counseling. Actually, it's very healthy. Take that step. We, we tell them to go get different checkups, t- encourage them to go get mental and wellness checkups. Sometimes that means you have to go with them. Um, also, and this is interesting for black males, if they express hurt and need, it's important to let them know that we all hurt and feel and not to really push an idea that you're weak, you're not a man, you know, uh, you can't endure. We all have hurt. So the best thing I think family could do, one, educate yourself to not to um, stigmatize, make people feel bad about their needs. More important, if you can help them get to services and support that because they might not have a car, they might need help to get there back and forth. They might not understand the value of, of, of emotional care. Um, and then encourage them to do that. But again, there's other things people have to do to make the systems better, but family can take a strong step and say, I love you. People think that's, that's, that's not valuable. It's incredibly valuable to walk into any place and like, like I'm greeted today with a smile and a welcome, you feel different
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it makes a difference.
1: This is
0: Healthy You by The Open Source. Back in a minute. Stop smoking. Lose weight. Stop worrying. Find peace of mind. Changing behavior is tough. You've tried it many times. Well, there is help. Renowned psychiatrist George Hewlett developed a method of self-hypnosis and guided meditation that has helped many people. His method is now available online, presented by the Worldwide Talent Group. These meditations are available wherever you listen to music. iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube. It's there. Stop smoking, lose weight, find peace, avoid panic attacks, and more. Simply Google Worldwide Talent Group Meditations. In approximately 15 minutes, you may begin to feel some relief. See the tremendous list of meditations. Search Worldwide Talent Group Meditations. That's Worldwide Talent Group meditations, and feel better. This is
1: Healthy You by The Open Source. I'm your host, Sharon Stevens. Homegrown
2: STLs came out of my experience um, after Michael Brown was killed. When we look at the development of of adolescents across the geographic region, we can clearly show who are high risk for mass incarceration involvement, who are high risk for police involvement, who are high risk for homicide. And there, there is an ethnic disparity I wanted to address. Any problems for a particular region is born from that region. Any solutions should come from the region. Homegrown was just a way to say, okay, do we have providers in the region capable of handling the number of young people that we need to work with? Who has the lay expertise? And then we began to ask the providers, what do you need to be more effective in your work? Can we help you find best practices and get that information to you? Do you know each other? Do you collaborate with each other? There's no space for these groups to organize or to network and to find common partners. So Homegrown morphed into this sort of strategic network.
1: How does St. Louis compare, say, with other cities, areas, regions who are also grappling? with uh, some of these same issues?
2: Uh. Well, you know, I, I, I was always fascinated by St. Louis has a historical capacity of lots of organizations coming together in coalitions. That's very unique. I have not seen the, that done in other places again. I lived in Philly, I lived in, in Michigan, I'm from a biggest, you know, New York, I spent time in Chicago, and I travel around for the work. And we have more potential than other places, then also our population size is smaller. So we, we, we have more that we can do with the population that we have. But we suffer from the same things. One, there's not enough clinicians in the, in the region. but we have, we have over 36 universities. We can solve that if we want to invest in that. Um, two, we have great healthcare systems. And again, we can do better in terms of creating access. Um, we have great philanthropy so people can't afford services. What can we do to be intentional about that? We have lots of businesses in the healthcare sector they can do a part to help reduce that cost. Um, You have active departments of public health in the city and county, how they can come together again to make sure that the best science is available to help people. Um, So I'm high on St. Louis, but we have the same challenges, just a different scale.
1: What about what uh, these young men, mostly young men, can do to help themselves, yeah. those who are inclined.
2: And I see there's more efforts, you know, we had the shooting a couple of years ago at the school and others um, to promote to young people. Now young people a little ahead of certain generations are on this because they're growing up in an era where they have access to social media and they talk about healthcare and the idea that they would inter, uh, experience one of their friends, a co- you know, that the classmates who are suicidal, um, So they're more open to the discussion. Um, They're also more vulnerable. And for a variety of reasons, and I don't know if we're gonna cover that today, that's a lot to cover. But I do think young people can help each other by, again, encouraging their peers, supporting their peers um, to seek support. When they see something is wrong with their peers, for example, if you see your peer starting not to like the things they normally would like, right, Mm -hmm. that they really love to do, Isolating themselves, or you hear them express, Hey, I don't want to be here. You know, my life might not be worth it. This, you know, my time here might be short. And you're really concerned, it's okay to take the step to get help and help them get help. Now, here's the risk you're worried about, Well, I'm in somebody's business.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's better to be in their business than to be at their gravesite.
1: Yeah.
2: It's better to, to know that they're mad at you, but still with you. And that's going to be the step that we're going to have to encourage—not only young people, but all in their social networks and kinship networks—to do that.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for your time, first and foremost, and uh, and for the information. And hopefully, this will help save somebody's life.
2: Well, thank you for having the dialogue. I hope
1: this was another episode in the Healthy You series. On Men in Distress. To listen to the additional shows, go to healthyustl.com. I'm your host, Sharon Stevens.